What's up, Pels fans? Welcome to our Pelicans podcast. I'm Preston Ellis, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and this is my first crack at representing the Pelican Debrief, brought to you by Fanside, the ultimate home for fans. And uh, you guys have no need to worry. I've listened to dozens of episodes of In the Know and Locked on Pels, so we should be good, right? Shoutouts to Jake Madison and Ryan Schwan. You guys are awesome. If you guys aren't following them, make sure you do. And uh, big shoutouts to Nathan Heck and Brendan Clean as well, guys who used to head up this podcast. Thanks for blazing the trail. And Rick Stone, our editor, really appreciate your work. And uh, Nathan Heck actually helped me set this up, so a uh, big high five to him as well. Now, some house cleaning. If you guys would like to follow our up-and-coming network, you can check out pelicandebrief.com. Make sure you like our Twitter handle, at pelicandebrief. If you want to follow me, I'm pelicanbrief, NBA. There's no duh, just brief. And uh, if you guys have a moment, do us a big favor. Head on over to iTunes and give us a rating, a good rating. If you give us a bad rating, you know, go on over to Locked on Pels or In the Know. I'm just kidding. You guys, what a heartbreaker. In the Smoothie King Center, the New Orleans Pelicans fall to the San Antonio Spurs 101-98 to in overtime. Guys, don't lose your minds. Take a deep breath. I know Rick Stone is uh, probably breathing into a bag somewhere, but you guys, the Pelicans really came out. They gave everything that we thought they had in them and more. Took it to the wire every time we thought they were beaten down, and the announcers kept kept referring to the Spurs as doing the Spursiest things they could. The Pelicans found a way to battle back, led by Drew Holiday after the, the last four games. The beatings we've been giving him since the Boogie uh, Brow era really came through a lot in this game with some very clutch jumpers, and we'll talk about the fact that he took 27 shots and didn't uh, draw a single uh, foul on any of them. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Anthony Davis bringing the club back when he needed to. Uh, the club was tired tonight. They gave everything that they had and more. Uh, there's no excuses on either side. Both teams had a night to rest. This one was at home, and the crowd was really in it. And let's start with the statistics. AD had 29-9. and Boogie had 19 and 23, Drew 26, 7 and 5. But the most important statistic I'm going to give you guys right now Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousin, Drew Holiday all played 43 minutes. That's right. Uh, Alvin Gentry went with an eight man lineup tonight. Uh, a bold choice, but in many ways a smart one. Uh, but in reality, you can really give that a seven man rotation because Tim Frazier played all of nine minutes. I think he subbed in twice uh, in the second, the end of the third for about four and a half minutes each time. And then you've got Etwan Moore, who had another uh, puzzling move. Uh, didn't start. He came off the bench. He was with the first unit. I believe Hollis uh, Thompson took over for him, and Thompson played 29 minutes. But Moore played 37 minutes. Solomon Hill played 39. Other than uh, Tim Frazier, the other seven guys, nobody played fewer than 20 minutes. And it, it showed a lot of times in the game. But uh, Kawhi led the Spurs, 31 points. Uh, he was dynamite tonight on both ends of the floor. He was electric. When the Pels got off... Got off to their fast start. He kept the Spurs in this one, but uh, the Pels played really well on him. It took him 26 shots to get those 31 points. He only shot 20% from three, and he's really been humming from three lately this season. LaMarcus Aldridge, an ultra-efficient 21-15. and 15. The Pels did well to limit him as much as they did. Uh, Anthony Davis has always had some great battles with him. His, his length, especially his wingspan, always gives Aldridge trouble. 
And uh, Gasol, 13 and 8. Patty Mills, 15. Dwayne Dedman, a note, uh, fouled out early in the fourth. Uh, he was <laughs> really frustrating boogie. But um, let's start out with the first quarter. The Pels come out hot again, 15 and 12. This is something I've been uh, I've been referring to with Rick. Is the Pels in the boogie brow era always seem to come out hot in the first quarter. In fact, they led at the end of the first quarter, 30 to 27, with some hot shooting, 57% from the floor. Justin Verrier wrote on Twitter. Uh, and Anthony Davis, 10 points. Uh, I think that was his uh, fourth game in a row. He scored 10 points in the first quarter, and I believe it was the 27th time this season. We'll talk about Anthony a little bit later. But uh, the starting unit minus Cousins was really wreaking havoc offensively against the Spurs. And without Kawhi's intervention, the Pelicans really could have run away with this one uh, early. Kawhi contributed 14 of the 27 first quarter point. So he was really electric from the get-go. And uh, a big scare at the end of the first quarter, Anthony Davis uh, went into the locker room. At the end, he had a collision with uh, Pau Gasol and I think David Lee uh, getting his finger jammed against the glass, had to go into the locker room, got it taped, came out, untaped it, went back into the locker room. So uh, had a lot of Pelicans fans nervous. And he's only missed three games this year. He's had to exit a couple of ones early, but he's really been solid and unreliable. Um, so it's been a great, great season for him. And in the second... Oh, by the way, in the first, uh, that, that lineup was the starting lineup minus Boogie, and they put in Cunningham for him. In the second, Gentry started with Frazier, Moore, Cunningham, Cousins, Thompson. And uh, a lot of guys on Twitter were giving them a lot of credit for getting out to a 40-34 lead, but I, I just can't join that bandwagon. When the Spurs take out Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge for an eight-minute gap, you've got to capitalize, especially when you've got Boogie out there. You've got to take advantage of those smaller players, and you've got to take advantage of the slow-footed Pau Gasol on defense. You've got to go after him every single time. And the fact that they only grew from 30-27 to 27 advantage to a 40-34 to 34 advantage and my mind just isn't enough. You really have to take the advantage there and, and get ahead of those guys. Um, and like I said, an eight-man rotation, Tim Frazier came in and gave them some real good energy and really helped uh, move those guys around, got some energy rebounds. He was playing really hard, had a great find on Dante Cunningham for a baseline dunk where uh, Dante was on the bottom free throw line and crept up behind the defender while Frazier was penetrating and got an easy, easy dunk. And uh, a couple of a couple of <laughs> tricksy passes from from Cousins led to a couple of turnovers, but he also had a really nice no look pass himself to Cunningham that resulted in a dunk. And uh, we had 12 assists on 16 made shots midway through the second. So when we got up to 38 to 30, the Pelicans were doing a really good job of moving the ball. It was really positive to see for a for a group that's had absolutely zero practice time together. It's really important that those guys play that well together. And at the end of the half, the Pelicans were just down 48 to 49. Uh, Davis didn't step foot back onto the court until about the somewhere in the two minute mark. And uh, Lamarcus and Kawhi, once they got back on the court, they pulled the guys back in it. Uh, AD only got two more points, and I believe he got an, on free throws with 10 seconds left in the second quarter. Another puzzling statistic from AD: uh, only one rebound in the first half. And of course, that was offset by the fact that Boogie had 11, but still, AD's really got to pound the boards. He can't rely on Boogie to do it back there on his own. And uh, Drew contributed 8-3-2 and had two turnovers. So uh, he's got to cut back on those, but uh, two two was a positive sign, uh, especially considering how he played in the second half. Um, and the third, uh, 
another another slow offensive quarter for the for the Pels. 18 points again only, and uh, they were not shooting particularly well, but they were playing great defense, making Kawhi and LaMarcus work for every single basket that they got. Our guys were really playing well. Um, but unfortunately, they shot 41% from the field, 29% from from three. Like I told you in the first quarter, they were shooting 57%. So a big stark drop. Uh, Anthony Davis was 0 for 5 um, after his hot start. So uh, he contributed a lot at the free throw line. He made 10 of his first 10. I, I, I believe he finished uh, 12 of 14 overall. So he went a solid two weeks without missing a free throw, which was really positive and will help his 80% uh, percentage this year. And uh, the Pels used seven straight points from Drew Holiday to get back into this one. Got back down by one, 66 to 67. And Boogie had nine in the quarter. But like I said, another 18-point quarter. And the top of the fourth, this is really when the Pelicans' frustration was really starting to show. Uh, you could you could hear uh, Boogie from any room in your house shout what on two separate calls. One was a carry, another one at the free throw line when he boxed out a defender, grabbed the rebound, and was called for a foul. But there were several calls in that late third quarter to, to early fourth quarter period where the Pels were really getting frustrated. And while a lot of the calls were, um, were questionable, you'd have to agree from either side that both sides were getting questionable calls. And, and the Spurs lost Dwayne Dedman early on in the fourth. So it wasn't a one-sided affair, but you could definitely sympathize with Boogie. He he was getting the brunt of the questionable calls from from carries to uh, elite, uh, boxing out defenders improperly. Just uh, had, a, had a tough go of it with the officials for him, and you could see the frustration all over him. And that got the Pels... Four team fouls early on in the fourth quarter in the first three minutes, including what looked like a clean breakaway for Etuan Moore when he picked off Patty Mills and looked like he was going for an easy dunk. Um, But Davis gave the team an 83-82 lead with nine points in the quarter with 525 left. It really got the crowd on their feet. And Holiday's rolling after that gave them 89-85 lead with 59 seconds, and we dared to hope. We dared to hope that the Pelicans could run away with a win over the second-best team in the NBA right now, at least uh, speaking as their record. But it wasn't meant to be. With a couple of seconds left on the clock, the Pelicans had a chance to to win the game with five seconds left after Pau Gasol missed his, his second free throw. And a very peculiar uh, play was run. You could tell they were trying to set some kind of screen with Boogie and Davis offsetting each other. But what ended up happening was Drew Holiday got the ball inbounded, ran around the two to the opposite arc, and just took a a deep 18-foot fadeaway over the Marcus Aldridge. Definitely not the way Alvin Gentry probably drew this up. But you have to keep in mind, these guys have had no practice time together. The team has only been a unit for a week and a half. And to battle as hard as they did, you have to be impressed. But with that being said, we're off to overtime. And after taking a five-point lead, which was really exciting after a a Drew three-pointer and then Anthony Davis cruising down the court and getting a double-handed slam, really exciting, but it wasn't meant to be. Spurs went on an 8-0 run to to climb back to 97-94, and then Mills put a three pretty much to ice it, 100 to 96. And uh, you could just tell how, how fatigued the guys were. He had an open three, but Davis had a had a chance to run over and challenge it, and and he just couldn't. Uh, after 43 minutes, the guy gave all that he could. 
So we're going to cover a little bit of, we're going to call this the Boogie Drew Brow Watch. Uh, all three of those guys, they they pretty much drove our engine tonight. We're going to start with AD, 10 in the first, 27 times this season, fourth time in a row. But he didn't get his 12 point until there were 10 seconds left in the second quarter. But again, you have to attribute that to the, the left index finger, which he jammed in the glass. And we're really lucky that's all it was. A lot of players missing significant time with broken fingers. So we were... We were very lucky. His highlight of the game, the first quarter, uh, Pau Gasol foolishly tried to post him up, and Davis slapped the ball away from him with his long arms, uh, galloped down the court, passed it off to Hill. Hill threw it up for an alley-oop. It was, it was amazing. The, the crowd <laughs> lost their minds. It was bonkers. Um, and another, another note that I mentioned, Davis only had one rebound in the first half. Of course, he had eight in the second half and overtime, but he's really got to make sure he keeps uh, pounding that glass, and it was... It was tough for him because you could tell that Boogie uh, was a little, you know what, let's just get right to Boogie. So um, Boogie played very hard and he put up monster numbers. But with that being said, I couldn't help but notice that his conditioning didn't look up to par. A lot of uh, bearing the head down as he, as he jogged up the court. A lot of flailing after missing layups or going for rebounds and getting up slowly and joining his team a little bit slower than we'd like. Um, so in the off season, that's definitely something they're going to have to work on. Maybe taking off some of those pounds, maybe running up those hills the way that Jerry Rice used to, and uh, really getting him in optimal shape so that he can get back on defense. A lot of these transitions, whether he was on offense, he would sit out the three-point line while the play developed, or on defense, he would get back just in time to get in front of a point guard, and he would leave the smaller guys like uh, Moore Holiday to match up on the bigger guys, which created mismatches all around the court. So really have to take a look at his uh, conditioning. And uh, like I said, sometimes when he could have uh, given some more energy, Tony Parker in the first quarter uh, with one of his floaters, and Boogie had the challenge to go up, had the chance to go up and challenge him, and and he didn't. He had the the right placement, but it, it looked like he was trying to save his energy. He didn't go up, and he didn't go up a lot today at all and try to challenge shots, uh, except in the case of getting rebounds. Um, like I said, got to take advantage when Kawhi and Aldridge are on the bench. Uh, didn't manage to get much of a lead at all. Just three points on top of the 30-27 advantage we had. And once they came back on, they buried us and went on a big 23-point uh, run. Not 23.0, but scored 23 points in less than six minutes. Um, he was two of six uh, through that point midway through the second quarter when the two guys re-entered with four points, ten rebounds, and four assists, and two turnovers. So he did put up statistics, but... He's got to attack more while those two guys are out. The team really depends on him, especially as depleted as they are uh, outside of Drew and Davis. And with that said, let's talk about Drew, a real hero today. If the Pelicans win win this one, you really have to think about giving him the game ball. A uh, pair of jumpers and a three got them out of their third quarter slump. Every time the Pelicans seemed to hit a wall, this guy climbed in and got them out. Uh, attacking the paint with a two-handed layup, taking the ball back. One one thing I really want to talk about is he was very decisive today. The last couple of days you see him questioning himself, dribbling through traffic, trying to get through two or three defenders, and constantly turning the ball over. Not tonight. He was very patient, and when he attacked, he went. He still has to distribute the ball a bit better, but this is what we needed from him. We needed him to find his game, find his jumper, drill those threes, and uh, really attack the basket, and he did. Um, now, one negative thing that we talked about earlier was on his 26 points, it took him 26 shots to get those, and uh, no foul call. So that was a peculiar, it was a peculiar night from uh, this group of officials. 
But moving right along, let's get to things that I loved. Uh, Davis picking off Gasol's pocket. That was fantastic. Uh, some great improved play from Drew Holiday. The energy that Boogie gave us, not uh, in the sense of conditioning, running up and down the court, but just like getting those rebounds, uh, maybe expending a little too much energy, uh, flopping and complaining for my liking, but he really gave it all tonight. There's there's no questioning that and really got to gotta love the team surrounding him. Every time you could see frustration getting the better of him, you saw Tim Frazier in his ear. You saw Solomon Hill. You saw Anthony Davis. There was even one exchange when he was complaining to the ref, and you see Alvin Gentry on the other side of the court, probably about 70 feet away from him, just calming him with his hands, just saying, relax, we got this, we're going to overcome this. And it really affected Boogie. You could see in his face that it, it really had an effect on him, and he took it to heart. Now, some things that I didn't love very much. There was an opening exchange, and this is when we talk about the the, the Hollis Thompsons, the Dante Cunninghams of the group. We had, in the first quarter, an ugly exchange where Drew bobbled the basketball, gave a bad pass to Solomon Hill on the wing. He bobbles it, loses it. Drew collects it. He bobbles it, gives it off to Thompson, to Cunningham, back to Thompson, who uh, clinks an ugly one off the backboard, and it leads to an easy transition three for Patty Mills. These guys have to hold on to the ball better, and they have to just make these shots. They have to be able to contribute. These three guys can't carry it all, especially now that we're five games back out of the playoff race. That's something we'll talk about in a second, but uh, it looks like the season is all but over. But if there is any chance of salvaging it, we still have three games left against the Nuggets. These guys really got to come to play. Um, at one point, Dante Cunningham shot a three from the corner, hit the top of the backboard, and bounced out of bounds. Something that's really just uh, <laughs> was quite amusing, actually. And uh, and once again, like we covered earlier, the Pelicans come out hot again in the first quarter, put put 30 points on the board, and then the second and the third can only manage 18 points in each. Now, with that being said, uh, we're going to get to some notes. Like I said, Thompson starting over more. Stuck, uh, stuck with an eight-man lineup with Frazier only getting nine of those minutes. Dwayne Dedman fouling out with seven minutes left in the fourth. That uh, gave gave Boogie a lot more freedom to, to bang in the paint against Gasol, who's a slower-footed defender, um, not as physical. And with tonight's loss... The Pelicans now drop five games behind Denver and still trail Dallas, Minnesota, Sacramento, and, and Portland. So it's looking more and more like uh, the playoffs are not in our future this year. But um, just to finish in closing, uh, before we get to the Lakers matchup that will be coming up, is you guys, don't be down about this game. This game was positive all the way around, and I know that it's really eating at uh, some of the guys over the Pelican debrief, but this is everything that we were hoping for with Boogie. We got the points, we got the rebounds from him, we got the energy, we got AD going off, we got Drew going off, and we really, in all respects, should have taken it to the second best team in the league tonight if we just had a little bit more contribution from the rest of our team, from Hollis Thompson, and we didn't even see Reggie Williams or Jared Jack tonight at all. Um, so in the future, in the offseason, if we can pick up a couple more pieces and put those guys into rotation, you have to feel this game is one that we definitely would have won tonight on ESPN, on Friday night, in front of all of our fans. So you've got to give a high five to these guys. They gave it all. And uh, nothing but positive things going forward. And now we take a look to Sunday night, Sunday, March 5th. 
at Staples. We're going against the Los Angeles Lakers. They're 19 and 42. There's only two teams behind the Pelicans in the West. One is the Phoenix Suns, and the other are those Los Angeles Lakers. And I believe they're uh, losing right now to the Boston Celtics. So, um, you know, this is a team that, frankly, is mailing it in at this point. They have to get a top three pick. If they don't get a top three pick, they lose it to the 76ers, and they lose their 2019 pick to the Orlando Magic. They have to bottom out. They have to. There's no excuse for the Pelicans to lose this game. They traded away Lou Williams. They're not even playing Luol Deng or Timothy Mozgov. This is just a squad that's just looking to build its young players, get some uh, real-time experience for Luke Walton with these guys, try to get that top three pick, try to pick up a free agent acquisition, and they're going to come at it hard next year. But this year, you better believe they are mailing it in. And uh, they're putting up a lot of points. They're 19th. They're putting up about 104 a game, but they're allowing 111. So you have to believe that uh, Boogie and AD and Drew are going to take advantage of these guys and really go off. Their offensive rating is 24th. Defensive is 29th. There's really no reason that we don't come back with a win. Um, some guys to keep an eye on, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle. These guys are the leading scorers, and they're all really young guys. And if we get an Ingram signing, he's another one to keep an eye on for the future. And these guys are going to play hard. They've got a lot of energy, but, but don't expect them to take the Pelicans down. This is one that the Pels really should go home with. And uh, now I'll be back on Sunday night to wrap up the Lakers game and preview the upcoming week. Until then, Hop on over to our site. Enjoy Pelican Should Pursue Robert Covington by Brandon Swear. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably way off. And uh, later this week, we'll be bringing on a special guest from the network to discuss some free agent acquisitions, address the holiday question, and what to do with Alvin Gentry. Now, again, thank you guys so, so much. Thank you, Rick Stone. Again, my name's Preston Ellis. You can follow me at Pelican Brief NBA. That's at Pelican Brief NBA. Or follow our site at Pelican Debrief. And uh, like us on iTunes. Later, kids.